0: Short timers in the corral, which saved Ramirez a lot of work and even more aggravation. Alonso used up most of the accumulated goodwill, trying to keep an eye on his adopted teenage daughter. He used what was left to create some cover for the younger members of the crew. Kids like Cruz, who tended to be less diligent than their mentor. Cruz said, Too thick, dentist. Getting Alonzo to take off early had promised to be the trickiest part of what Cruz was doing. The plan had been to fake an emergency call from Alonzo's daughter's school. It seemed that happened at least once a week, anyway. The abscess was a gift. No moving that equipment, Ramirez said. We both know you're not ready for that. He laughed at the thought of Cruz driving the little excavator. Soon as I'm done squaring it off, I'll lift the bucket and set the frame. We have that other plot to dig, the double by the lake. I promised Alonzo I'd get the installer on this one and get the drapes done tonight. He'll move the digger over there early and we'll start on that double as soon as the mourners are gone. Ramirez didn't reply. The boss's silence caused Cruz's anxiety to rustle. Alonzo wasn't sure you wanted a canopy up for the family. Sun will be low when the service starts. No weather coming, but we've had that wind the past couple of mornings. Cruz thought Ramirez was leaning forward examining the grave. If you want a canopy, Mr. R., just say the word. I'll throw it on the trailer and bring it out with the chairs. Ramirez took his hands from his pockets. He spit. Almost done? Five minutes. Clean up the hole a little. Line up the placer. Check the rollers. Tighten the straps. Drape it. Just the way you like. Ramirez spit again. Want a hand? Ramirez didn't much like labor. He viewed himself as a supervisor even if the only one he supervised was Alonzo, who didn't need any watching. Alonzo did all the real herding of the crew of kids who cut the grass, plowed the snow, placed the headstones, and did the shovel work on the deep caverns in the bluegrass. Had Cruz asked for actual help, Ramirez would have pretended that his pager had gone off and he had someplace important to be, like his office and the equipment shed. Now, mister, I'm cool. Square corners, level base, perfect depth. Ramirez took two steps toward the grave, two more, and he'd be able to see the bottom of the hole without any trouble, and he'd be able to make his own judgment about how level that base was and how square those corners were. You like the Hepburn? Ramirez was asking about the new casket placer they had been using since the beginning of the month. The contraption cost a fortune. He liked to show it off whenever he could, like he was displaying a new car on his driveway to make his neighbor envious. Cruz nodded. Sets up much faster than the old one, Mr. R., much smoother, too. The bearings on the rollers on that old one were... Sh- the boss didn't like the word shit, so he completed the sentence himself. I know. Shouldn't be no squealing around funerals. Finish up, then. The light stands again as Ramirez walked back toward the truck. He stopped for a moment in a position that left his shadow covering the black rectangle of the grave. I get wind you move that digger I'll fire your ass. Understand? Mark it right where it's at. That's where it'll be in the morning. All I'm going to do is lift the bucket. Ramirez pulled himself into his truck. Behind him, the profile of the front range marked a jagged break between the darkening sky and the frantic lights of Boulder at rush hour. Cruz knelt down and tested the rollers, just for show. The new equipment was working fine. The taillights of Ramirez's Ford disappeared down the access road. Only one more thing to finish before installing the Hepburn and hanging the drapes. Cruz hopped onto the bucket, dropped back down into the grave, and said, BINGO. CHAPTER ONE I thought I spotted a rosy glimmer in the water sluicing through the fountain. My next patient was sitting calmly ten feet away, covered in blood. I thought, I don't need this. Diane Estevez, my longtime partner and friend, had recently decided to renovate the waiting room of the old house that held our clinical psychology offices. She thought the time had come for the parlor's evolution into a transitional space, like the quiet stone and bamboo anteroom she loved to visit prior to being welcomed into a favorite spa. The focus of Diane's designing enthusiasm had a simple purpose. It was the spot where our patients hung out before their psychotherapy appointments. To me, a simple purpose called for a simple room. Diane once shared that naive vision, but no longer. The changes she envisioned were far from mundane. When she began to consider,